them up, knock them down. I'm the greatest in my town. I'm the greatest. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Uncommons Podcast. Caleb Foss from here with my business partner, partner in crime, Batman slash best friend, Luke Bakasteady. I'm like Batman slash Luke Bakasteady. Like, it could be either one, you know, or you, you have to pick one, whichever one, like, works for you right Whatever now. Whatever comes first. Yeah. Um, so we switched up the scene today. We did, and it's part of a, what we might do as a traveling podcast. We might actually just not okay. ever have the same scene again. Yeah, we have some big plans actually brewing for that, <laughs> and it's it's a little down the road, but it's going to be sick. So. And it's going to be life changing, and we're probably going to get signed by Netflix, if not HBO, if not Disney Plus. No, if, but seriously, if not but, having Michael Bay actually direct everything that we, yeah, do. or The Rock, because you got to use the Terramont Tequila back here. So Seven Bucks Productions, which also, um, <laughs> yeah, the manager that reached out to us the other day from Seven Bucks and Terramont, we'll get back to you in a minute. Yeah, okay, appreciate that. So today's topic. What are we talking about today? Well, first we're talking about how I just spilled a bunch of water on my t-shirt. <laughs> and, every, and everybody just saw. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So yeah. we're in the uh, the coffee office. That's what I like to call it. Kill the coffee. The cop. The coffee. <laughs> the coffee. That's where I sit. I like to read my book sometimes. I have my coffee. I have my number three mug. You know what it is. Um, but today we're going to talk about building your circle and, you know, who's involved in your circle and obviously not the only not just in-person people it's not even humans sometimes it's furry little lovers like dogs lovers is a strong word strong I word had, to reference is, them he is my son mac is my son okay okay we're gonna end with dogs but we're first gonna start because uh we've been referencing friday as a uh, fight friday because caleb and i um we are big fans of ufc boxing yeah. um even just hitting the heavy bag or the speed bag ourselves um my dad uh, grew up in Detroit, and we both of our dads, you know, have the brawler fight stories, you yeah. know. And then, you know, we they both do. And then, um, like, my dad won the Golden Gloves um, in Detroit when he was like seventeen and eighteen. Um, so it's just like, fast. but like boxing and fighting has always been a part of our life, whether we've actually gotten in fights or not. Which it's not something that we're like saying it's cool or anything. Yeah. It's just, like it's just, you know, well, yeah, it's just part of our lives. It's something that we've always grown up with, but also like. Um, the lessons that you learn from whether it's just f- fighting or even training for fighting yeah is something that you i think you and i like really take to heart uh as we build this business together but like our friendship together working out anything that we take into life i think that you and i take a lot from fighting absolutely and uh, you know that was my first love growing up actually was mma jiu-jitsu um you know i got into it when i was a kid and then all through high school and then coach davis who actually like i told you guys inspired ogfy inspired that mindset um so when i quit football I would go work out with him in the mornings. Even when I was done with football, he'd still help me work out. He'd still, um, you know, help me lift nutrition, all that stuff, which then gave me the, the new love I found for fitness and nutrition. And then after school, I'd go to jujitsu at rain um, down here in Lake Forest. It's not here anymore. But, and then I'd see coach Davis there. So yeah. I spent a lot of time with this man. And as you can know, that's probably where I, I gained a lot of my knowledge and the love for this. Um, and then shout out to the Acker family, you know, Troy um, owns uh, Carlson Gracie down in orange and the, the Acker brothers, um, Lovey and Evan are just badass dudes, um, jujitsu and, you know, that whole, that whole jujitsu MMA background, all that stuff is just, it teaches you so much more than just fighting. Like we talked about, it's life lessons. It's pushing your body to the limit. I mean, seeing what, how far you can really go. I mean, those rounds, like people are like, Oh, three minutes, you know, three minutes, five minutes. Like those rounds are long and tiring and you're continuously going. It's, it's a, a beautiful sport, a beautiful art. And um, I love it. Oh, that's why I, I tell people that all the time. It's just like, dude, what can I do? Someone ever asked me, like, dude, I only have like 15 minutes to work out. It's like, okay, 
if you only have 50 minutes to work out, I will make you exhausted. Yeah. If you have a, a heavy bag, great. I'll let you just do two or three minute rounds. Oh my God. I think hitting a heavy, heavy bag is the most exhausting thing on the planet. If you're doing combos for a minute or two, you're tapping out. Dude, like, like three minutes is like, dude, like McGregor might not last yeah. three minutes. Like dude. that's how tiring it is. And then you think of five, five, five minute rounds for a championship fight. You're locking yourself in a caged octagon. Like that is the most badass thing I could possibly think of. And we talked about like, you know, badass sports, like, you're getting into it. Like, in boxing's badass, but UFC's like, a you're, whole other level totally of... Different. It used to be... Uh, we're kind of getting off topic, but it used to be where this dude's a badass boxer, this guy's a badass wrestler, this guy's bad at jiu-jitsu, like, he's dope at jiu-jitsu. You have to be so well-rounded in this game yeah. now. It's like, you have to be good at everything. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's a... If you're not... And I always wanted to get into it after football, but, you know, talking to Troy and the actors and, and all that, they were like, dude, if you weren't in this when you're, like, started at, like, eight years old, it's like... There's gonna be a kid that you're gonna meet some at some point that who, who has started been. when he was six years old. And he's just some badass kid, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so it's almost it's it's just crazy. I mean, there's specialists at it now. Yeah, and that's one of those things where like, um, no matter how badass you think you are, uh, fighting is Get a humbled. is a game of humility. Yeah, man. it's just like even if like you can, you're messing with a friend and you're just like you can there can be like one move and be like this dude knows more than I do. Like this dude knows something I don't. Exactly. And also like. When you're in public or if any of those situations, you're like, uh, I want this dude, like, yeah. I, I want him to have my back, you know? Well, and the thing is, too, it's funny because what I love about fighters and, like, you know, Evan's a purple belt and so is, is, is Lovey and Troy's a black belt, obviously, super, super high up black belt, owns his own studio. They're so humble. Like, and the first thing I'm going to teach you guys is look at someone's ears before you fight them. That's yeah, the first oh, thing you do. For sure. But second of all, the guys that know how to fight and that are so high up in the UFC and jiu-jitsu and stuff like that, they're super humble dudes. They don't go out of their way to pick fights because there's nothing to prove. They mm-hmm. don't – they're so humble. They're so in, they're, they're so secure with themselves that there's no need to bark and, totally. and chirp. It's like, totally. you know, I've seen guys, you know, come at them or whatever, and they're just like, yeah, man, you know, like, I don't want to hurt you. Don't make yeah. me. You know what yeah. I mean kind of deal? Um, and it's badass, man. It's just it's a cool confidence about them, a swagger, and it's it's very it's very cool to watch. Yeah, as much as we do love McGregor, and there's for plenty of other reasons. Yeah, it's also what I love on the other opposite end of the spectrum is like that silent confidence. Yeah, you know, which is like one aspect of fighting, which is like that dude's really scary yeah. because he hasn't said a word yet. Or like, <laughs> yeah, and no, it's a whole other thing too. It's like when you see like the women fighters, dude, the women have something in like in their eyes sometimes. I'm like, yo, yeah, one she would beat my ass. Yeah, for exactly. Sure, but I'm yeah. like, yo. She she's crazy. Dude. Yeah. If as soon as that cage is locked, I'm hopping out if I'm watching with her. You have to have a screw loose because you think about it, you're getting punched in the face. Like yeah. it, and it's 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 like a metaphor for life. Like you're gonna get punched in the face, how are you gonna react? And it, totally. I always go back to the never back down line uh-huh. uh, line, but it's so true. It's like your mind only registers two thoughts, you know, get the hell in or back the hell out. Yep. You know what I mean? And I think that's true about life. Like, are you gonna come after it or are you gonna just you know, let, let it come after you. Totally. And like, so the theme of uh, this podcast today is about the idea of who's in your corner. So it's like every single fight. Yes. Uh, you know, you have, you always have like one guy in your corner. Like one, there's one, the main trainer, there's yeah. like the main guy in your corner, but then, uh, you know, then there's other there's people around the corner, depending on the fight. Like there's, there are yeah. people in your corner. It's like yes. the main thing. And we've kind of talked about like building your circle. Um, so it's like, for example, when you prep for a fight for the months prior, you have camp. Yes. Right? Yes. And camp, uh, a lot of the best fighters, they only surround themselves with people of the same mindset for the entire camp. So that's the idea of this podcast is uh, say you have something big coming up or even you're going through something. The idea of this podcast is to take a step back and say, who's in my camp right now? Who am I surrounding myself to either prepare for what's coming or just to support me with what I'm going through right now? 
Who do you have in your life? Who's in your circle? I'm smiling because I talked to some of my high school kids about this actually um, today. And it was more along the lines of um, the support system you have. And to me, it was, it's a lot of the high school kids, you know, football players. I'm like, I asked them if they have girlfriends. And I'm like, okay, because this is a big, big thing. And not that obviously you and Lauren met in high school. Mm-hmm. Awesome story. But she was very, very supportive of the grind, the goal, um, pushing you to be better. She brought yep. value to your life. Uh-huh. You know, Minnie for me brings value. She supports me. She, she understands the hustle, the grind. Like, you know, if you have a significant other in your life that isn't bringing value or, or pushing you towards your goal or bringing you positive energy, a positive mindset, um, any of those things, you need to look in the mirror, have a reality check and move on because that's going to diminish you. Why are you going to the gym so much? Why are you working out so much? Why are you working so hard? Like I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to chase these dreams. I have to work for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, and not just significant others, I mean, even, you know, parents, brothers, sisters, but friends really, you know what I mean? If, if they're not supporting your goal, I mean, you can't get rid of your siblings and your parents, but start surrounding yourself with people that will do that, that will value bring value to you. You know, like I said, positive energy. I hate negative people. I hate negative vibes. It, you can feel the negative vibe. You can't fake energy. We've talked about that. You can't totally. fake it. Someone walks in the room with negative energy and you can tell they're going to say, you can feel that they're going to say something. Yeah. You know totally. I mean, it's like, no, man, I want positive vibes. I'm chasing this goal. I'm chasing these dreams and you need a good support system to do that. So, and so think about it, if you go to, um, if you go to a public pool and it says six feet deep, you know, the water is six feet high. If you have people that are constantly taking stuff out of your life, taking your energy, like taking the water out of the pool, it's getting shallower and shallower, which is getting more dangerous every time that you have to jump in. I like that. That's a so really cool analogy. The <laughs> only thing, only type of people you can have in your life, at, at the least, they have to be people that aren't taking anything. And at the most, there are people that are saying, no, 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 we're going to make this a seven-foot pool, an eight-foot yeah. pool, a nine-foot pool, because I'm, I'm giving you my energy. You're giving it back. You know, it, it, it goes both ways. You know, the phone always rings both ways, and all the relationships go two ways. But you have to surround yourself with people that pour into your pool, whether it's just in knowledge, whether it's energy, whether it's just support, because those are the most underrated, if, but also I think the most important people that just support you and especially people that support you when they don't even actually understand what you're going through. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's the thing, you don't know everybody's story. So that's what I talked about on my post the other day is don't take things personal because you don't know what is on the other side. You don't know why they're acting a certain way, why they're acting out towards you, why you got the bad end of, of how they're feeling that day. But going back to the support system and, and you're supporting different ways. So I have a lot of friends, you know, that have paid for OGFY stuff. And a lot of guys, you know, have been wanting to pay, but mm-hmm. it was cool because, you know, we, we finally have a little bit extra gear now that we can kind of help, um, you know, and, and, you know, Hunter and a couple other guys, but, you know, uh, Dorian's from new Orleans. Um, you know, I met him through Hunter and it was cool. Cause I'm sending him some hats and he's coming up with his own business where he's like, Oh, I'm going to send you some gear. I'm like, cool. Uh, him and James. And I go, he goes, how much do I owe you? And I'm like, no, bro, you're good. It's family. You know what I mean? And he goes, how am I going to be family if I don't support your business, man? Like, how much do I owe you? And I was yep. like, you're, that's a good dude. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that, that's awesome. Like, and it, not, that, not that I care, you know what I mean? As far as, like, does it make him, like, you know? But it, it, it stuck out to me. Like, that, that's awesome that you think that way. Like, that's, that's true love. That's, fuck, that's family. You know what I mean? Totally. That's, like, that's real life shit supporting people. You know, friends shouting out friends. Like, it costs no money to shout your friend out on Instagram. I know it sounds stupid, but people, people love that. Like, yeah. damn, you actually saw my post. You shouted it out, you know, like just showing love. Like it's just don't, don't no comparison. Don't hate Just show love, man. Yeah. Like the easiest thing that you can do for like, say it's, a, I mean, for example, say it's us and it's a small business yeah. or, you know, say it's just a friend. It's just like recommending that that person or that business to a friend. Yeah. It's like the biggest lever you can pull 
and it's free every time. Yeah. And it makes such a big difference. And it means it's like the world. Like to us, if I have friends, like you just recommended, like somebody, just, like I just recommended to one of my friends that you've never met before, your podcast. Yeah. And all of a sudden I see that person's name, start liking our Instagram stuff. Yeah. Even just a like, which it's like the likes aren't important, but it just means that like you were there, yeah. you read it, you saw it. Exactly. And it's, and it's just, it helps us know like what people like, which they don't. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's just like, Knowing that there is those people that are spreading your word is those are the type of people that you want to surround yourself with. Absolutely. And it's just, it's, it's love, man. It's positive vibes. It's like, we, like that's, I'm going to always go back to that because I can feel it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, that message from Dorian was awesome. I'm like, dude, that is like the true definition of family. Like that's, that was awesome. And not that it, it matters if some, some people took it for free, but I, I you know, I was like, no, man, you can, you can have yeah. this. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like we're helping some of our other small businesses out that, yeah. you know, we want to work with and stuff but um you know it's just it's showing support it's whatever you can do to help and like we said it doesn't cost money to retweet something or recommend something or like something or just mm-hmm. post on your story like hey just witnessing like the other day i saw somebody running up the stairs cause we talked about it one time Did uh, you stop? yeah it wasn't the same guy but i was like you know i pre- like i'm like hey get that working you know i mean they're probably like what the hell but to me, I'm like, that's awesome. Or my neighbor that he opens his garage sometimes and I see him working out. Yeah. And I'm like, I wave like, yeah, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, just, just showing that you acknowledge their efforts. You know what I yep. mean? Like, you see them trying to get better and that might push them the next day. You know, that might be the day where they're like, man, I don't want to do this. But you said something or you reached out to them and that made them keep going. You know what I mean? So you never know what effect you can have on somebody. Yeah, you, it's just one of those things. You never realize like how simple words can have like a drastic impact on someone's day, week, yeah. year, or honestly, even life. Oh, like God. it's one of those things where like every single one of us can like think about like, say, you know, we're both 23. I can think of something that I was told in sixth grade from a teacher that was like, if I told this, like told my teacher that it'd be like I didn't say that like yeah you did and it was four words and it changed my life so it's funny that you talk about teachers because um you know Mr. Pine was our sixth grade history teacher was sitting no, on seventh grade seventh grade. seventh grade history teacher um and we did a commercial for the Mountain West Media Day um pretty much talking about you know thanking teachers doing something for schools um to, to thank the teachers and I, I chose Mr. Pine and I even told him because I saw it a couple times and I recorded it and I sent it to him and he was like, dude, I know I had that much of an impact. And I'm like, yeah, cause you, you know, I was always the smaller kid. I kind of got a lot of trouble when I was growing up um, as far as just school goes. And he pulled me aside a lot and told me like, Hey man, you're going to be all right. Just kind of kept me focused. And you know, I was, I was, I was a little shit for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? But he, he took the time to pull me aside and talk to me a lot. We got pretty close. You know what I mean, and I would still go back and visit him you know, mm-hmm. in high school, sometimes and even after high school and college, and I'm, I got to meet up with him. I got a shirt for him to give him for Nevada. But, um, you know, he'd stay in touch. He'd reach out to me before games, wish me good luck. So it's kind of cool that you can form a relationship with a teacher like that. You know totally. I mean? Just like we talked about those little texts and that little stuff goes such a long way because it shows that you have support from these people and that people actually care about you. You know what I mean? Totally. I just launched um, another like uh, project with another business partner uh, that like some of my close friends have known I've been working on for like quite a few months. And I got a couple of texts like uh, just today from a couple of people just like, hey, saw you finally launch it. You yeah. mentioned it four months ago, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. proud of you. And it's like, hey, like I really appreciated those. Yeah. You know, like on my reply, I was flustered. I was doing a bunch of work and doing a bunch of things. And I yeah. just texted back something short. But I was like, I sat back and thought about it the last like hour or so and things have died down. But yeah. like, I, I really appreciated the two people that texted me. It's funny that you said that because you're never too busy to reach out to somebody, tell them, you know, that you're thinking of them and tell them that you're proud of them. Whatever the case is, that little bit of reassurance and just reaching out goes a very, very long way. You know, um, 
a, a big problem in today's world is mental health. And a lot of it has to do with sports. So if you're a coach listening to this podcast, I'd love for you to take a little bit of notes on this because um, a big issue for me is coaches not knowing their student athletes. And I talked to my uncle about this. He's the head tennis coach at LMU. Um, and we just don't understand how, our, first of all, if you're a head coach, I understand there's different levels as far as um, how many kids you have on the roster and stuff, yeah. but you should know everybody's name. You should know a little bit about that person. Yeah. Scout team player, walk on. I don't care what it is. You should know about that person, you know, um, get personal with your players. I mean, there's obviously a huge issue with mental health and sports right now that um, it, it's obvious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff going on with kids from different schools. Um, I don't want to get into that. It's a touchy subject. But for me, it's I was injured at one point a couple times, obviously, in college. And the lack of communication that I got from some of my staff and just reaching out and whatever is just is beyond me. Um, you know what I mean? I, I had a couple people reach out to me, but I also had some people that I thought would reach out to me, not reach out to me. Um, still to this day. I mean, I got hurt with, I think, three games remaining. Didn't even show up to the to the bowl game. Still no text. Yeah. Um, to me, that's mind-blowing because you're going to sit here and tell me how much you care about me and all this kind of stuff. Um, sit at kitchen counters of these 18-year-old, 17-year-old kids that you're recruiting. Look their, their mom and dad in the eye and tell them that you're going to be there for them, that you're going to do this for them, and you're going to be here. They can come talk to you whenever. And then when times get rough or it's time to buckle down and do what you said, you don't, you don't do it. Yeah. You're too busy to send a text. Yep. I'm, not, I'm not asking for anything, but hey, man, hey, brother, thinking about you. Hope you're doing well. Yep. Goes and, a long way. And those coaches are still going to reference you when they're starting to recruit other players. The name oh. Boston's going to come up. Your picture is still around the school. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're still using you in some capacity. Absolutely. But actually not putting the work in to have any form of like communication with you. Oh. It's shitty. It's beyond me. And it's like, yeah, so God forbid I would have went to the NFL. There's a couple of people that have, would have posted about me. I would have hit them personally and said, take that down. Yeah. Because you are not responsible for, for where I've gotten and how yeah. I've gotten there. Um, and it shows people's true colors because – you know, getting hurt or, or, you know, if there's a death in the family or anything like that. And I like to take a little bit of time to reach out to people because I know their phone's probably blown up and you yeah. see it posted, right? But even I've had friends that have lost a family member that I reached out a couple days after and they're like, hey man, you know, or they told me in person, like, I really appreciated that. Yeah, I know I didn't yeah. reply, but they told me that they appreciated it. So yeah. it's, you know what I mean? It's just, you're not too busy for anybody. You're not too, and I saw a post the other day, uh, Jose, one of our boys from Nevada posted, he's like, you know, I hate when people big league you, like that you're just better. Like, Dude, you you have enough time. You yeah, know what I mean, you're not that busy, dude. You're not Oprah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, figure it out. Send a text. Um, you know, reach out to people and stay in touch. Like, it's not that hard. Totally. So again, this all comes back to the people that are in your corner. And again, it doesn't have to be your day to day life. You don't have to see them every day. Um, you know, like Trey Tinsley is somebody that's yeah. in both of our corners that um will go months without seeing. You know, yeah. I mean, we'll go weeks without even talking to. Greco hands one for me where it's just like. Uh, there'll be times where like I won't talk to Brett for six months, but if there's ever like a, a thing that's like a do or die or like a, a thing like hey I need you, he he'll drive from anywhere in the country to come help me out. I'll I don't. Do the same for him. I mean I don't see Brett for six months and I come home and it's like dude Brett what's up yeah. man it's just super excited and even that little bit of like catching up you know, yeah and I'll be the first one to say I'm not you know I just I just went in and ripped coaches for it and I'm not the best at staying in touch and communicating but. Every once in a while, once in a while, if I see a post on Instagram or something like that, I'll reach out. You know, I try to do the best I can to show that I'm trying to show love. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think it's a little different as a coach, like we talked about. But you know, close friends, stay in touch. And like we said, you know, Ethan, Ethan hasn't been home um, for the last like two or, th or two or three months, but he's back home and he called me. I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks, and it's like, you know, boom, hit it off yeah. right back where he left off. Let's get back in the in the role. Let's get back into working out. Cool. It's like just showing you care. You know what I mean? It just it goes a long way. Totally. And as we round out into our last subject that we're talking about building your circle surrounding yourself with people or furry friends that yes. support you um it sounds funny but uh 
we're surrounded by a lot of dogs in yeah. our lives. I we mean, we never cut really when it comes to podcasts, but we had to cut a couple times today because of our dogs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. By the way, we're not cutting that part of the podcast at all because he's barking right Matt, now. Matt, come here. Come here. Thank you for protecting the house. I appreciate it. He's my little guard dog. Okay, come here. Okay. So we're going to keep going, and that's not going to get cut out because that was incredible. Yeah. But we're talking about this because it's trouble. like uh, I've got two dogs in my house. Uh, Lauren's got two dogs at her house, and you have three dogs here. You know, yes. So we're surrounded by a lot of dogs, and that's because they, like, show the best signs of friendship. Oh, my God. They know, they know when you're sad. They know – they're like Santa Claus. They know when you've been naughty and nice. And... So keep going. <laughs> that was, I didn't know where I was going with that, but – they like they can sense energy and that that's a real you can't fake energy and dogs sense that and like it's it's crazy they it's funny little experiment like we try to do like you make the face like you're mad and then he they can cower yeah, yeah they they feel that uh-huh. you know what i mean like um but they also know the loving and and all that stuff too it's it's they're always there for you man and like when we were in hawaii we were gone for that i missed mac like totally. genuinely missed him like that's my son i need to see him you know what i mean so it's real Oh yeah, there'll be days where I'll stay over at Lawrence just like three, four nights when I'm like housing or something. He's so cute. And, I, and I'll literally come back to, to my dogs and be like, oh my gosh, I missed you guys so much. And it's just like, it's game changing. You know, it's like, dude, it's like three or four days. So it's just like, I'll let the tube, I'll let the tube see that. All right. If you guys are watching the video podcast on YouTube, this is Mac Attack. Come on. This is Mac. He's uh, my son. Um, he's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Look at him. Okay, what about the people that can't see him? They're listening on the podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, I forgot <laughs> about you guys. Um, so he's half Chihuahua, I think, um, half Jack Russell, and he is—he's long-haired Chihuahua. So he's like super cute, man. I just—I love him. He's my son. And the story behind that it was like, you know, Minnie was like, you know, she lost her dog back home, and she was super sad, and she was bugging me for months to get a dog. But at the time, my landlord wouldn't accept dogs. And I'm like, we can't go get like a huge dog. Like we have to be able to control him. You know what I mean? And the poop and all that stuff. So I was like, we can get a little dog. And I've never been a little dog guy. Never, ever, ever. I'm a big pit bull guy. You know, we have Callie and my sister just got cash. Um, But I I got out of the car and we found him on uh, Craigslist. um, And we picked him up in Riverside. And I got out of the car and I saw him and I was like, yeah, sold, sold. And he's so cute. He's like all little and. So another thing that we want to talk about is like, okay, so how you communicate with your friends is one thing. How you communicate with your dogs is different because um, Caleb is the epitome of uh, when you like discipline your dog, you speak in like a strong, stern voice. Oh, yeah. But then, oh, my gosh, when this guy's trying to be cute with his dog, he sounds like like a seven-year-old with a mouthful of food. I go, so, oh, Mac, he's such a handsome boy. He's like, a handsome. You become like a different person. You, <laughs> you sound like you're speaking almost a different language. Well, because I think when you're training a dog, you have to be stern. They have to have a little sense of that fear. They got to know who's in charge. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and you can see it like when he barks and I give him that, like, and he knows I catch him. He's like, oh, I just pissed dad off. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but yeah, when they're so cute and the Callie's over there rolling around and making yep. noises and they're just so cute. Like you can't get mad at them for too long. It's unreal. Totally. Um, look at her. She has her tongue out. <laughs> and just spazzing out. But like. The idea of this podcast is about like, you know, building your circle, yes. like who's in your corner and you literally cannot ignore, uh, like literally if your pets are for us, it's a, it's our dogs, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. But it's, uh, 
they're really important. They play a really big role because there are like times where um, uh, like say a family member's in the hospital or something like that. And like your dogs, like even when like life is like, just seems like life is shitting on you. Yeah. Your dogs will do something cute or somebody like your pets will do something cute. And you're like, dude, like those, those 15 seconds, I really needed that. Yeah, right now. exactly. And it like makes the entire day better. Yeah. And it's like, so appreciating, appreciating your pets is like a, a thing that I, is really like valuable to oh, me. Oh, for sure. But at the same time of like, if you can like think about like the the traits at least for us of a dog that's a good those are generally good traits uh for your friends besides the fact of if they shit in the house okay and also dogs sense people oh i do not like like oh. mac barks at everybody that walks in but if he continues to bark after like five minutes of you walking in and he's just grilling you you know if callie barks at you you're yeah, probably you know. not a good person yeah you know what i mean oh, so for sure i think dogs sense that about people honestly totally. like when people come over to the house and they don't like their vibe they're like nah dude like get out of my house you know what i mean for so sure. um i love everything about dogs as far as like how they're protected how they're loyal um how they sense that energy like we talked about i mean and they'll curl up next to you they when you're having a bad day they make it better and yeah they do some stupid shit like they poop in the house and they tear stuff up and but then they look at you like callie's looking at me right now <laughs> And I wish you guys could see her. She has the cutest underbite. She's half bulldog, <laughs> half pit, and she's old, and she's just so cute. Um, but, man, they, they melt my heart, and I love all dogs. I cannot go down the street and watch a dog walk by me without petting it. Totally. So I, I think a, a big key to this live segment is, like, pick your friends based off of um, if they have qualities of a dog besides <laughs> if they poop in the house or if they are, like, my great Dane, who – actually, I got a couple ones. If they poop in the house yeah. or if, like, my, um, my lab, who's getting so old, he's starting to bark at walls. So, oh god so if you have friends like, like yellow walls there? it kind of freaks me out <laughs> callie will stare at walls i'm like are you seeing things that are ghosts and in the then, house like, and then the great dane who has to spin in three and a half circles before she sits down anywhere like you're ocd yeah. <laughs> don't have friends don't have friends that have to spin around in three and a half circles and then sit down yeah but you know in all seriousness uh who you surround yourself is has a ridiculously big impact on your life um the last thing you can do uh, in life is go through it alone. Um, oh, absolutely. And it's one of those things where if at any point you think it, if you're going through it alone, um, us two uh, will have be great ha- years. Happy to really happy to listen. You know, we won't do a whole lot of talking because uh, that's always a big issue when people have issues. You know, you have to listen. And then if it makes you feel better, uh, we will hop on plenty of Zooms just to show you our pups, just to just to give you a smile. <laughs> absolutely, no. But that's in all seriousness. And I've had a lot of friends reach out to me that I haven't talked to in years, even sometimes that. Hey man, I need someone to talk to. And it's like, I'm always open. I'm always all ears. Um, I'll give my opinion if I think it can help, whatever the case, whatever you need from me, we'll be there. I mean, uh, it's Luke and Caleb at the Uncommons. If you have an email that you need to reach out to, that's totally cool. Um, but you're not through it alone. And you, you need to have a good support system as far as, you know, if you don't have family, friends, if you don't have a ton of friends, furry friends, if you don't have that, you have us, you have the Uncommons, you have the community of the Uncommons. Um, but it's, it's a real thing. You like Luke said, you can't go through life alone. Cause when there's times when I don't have my own back and he has it, you know what I mean? Or yep, when, vice versa just, for sure. Yeah. We're having bad days, man. So you just need a little laugh or you need something. You need, you need a little pick me up and a reason why you keep going. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're here for you for guys for that. So don't fight it alone. Um, we're always in your corner. This is a great fight Friday. Um, and yeah, I really, really enjoyed that episode. That was awesome. So I think I have the question of the day. Oh yeah. I, I just forget. remembered. Um, so I'm going to, I think my question is going to be, what is your favorite breed of dog? Is it Pitbull? Yeah, yeah. Pitbulls have my heart. I don't know what it was from a young age. I was always attracted to Pitbulls. Tony had like three of them at one point. Um, my first dog, I think, was a, was a, it was a boxer. 
Um, I think it was a little bit of Pitt in him. Boxer, good theme for the boxer. For the I always dog. named him after football players. So like the Vikings, Dante Culpepper was like my favorite player. He was a quarterback. Did you name your dog Dante? Dante. Culpepper? His name was Dante. Yeah, his full like, name was Dante Culpepper Fossum. But, but his, we called him Dante. Um, and then I had a chocolate lab named Dodger. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then um, then we got Callie. Um, she obviously she's not named after sports, but she just she was so cute. Um, she's no a shit. Pit. Yeah. Okay. She's a pit. Um, and then we we like babysat a couple dogs. We had Roxy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a pit. We had um, my uncle JJ's dog. Um, she was a pit. Uh, her name was Pinky. So we we, we kind of like took in a lot of dogs and then we gave them back. We like yeah. babysat them for a little bit. Um, but Pitbulls have my heart. Obviously, my son is Chihuahua and Jack Russell, and he's so cute. So I love him as well. Uh, but honestly, I've grown to love all dogs. Honestly, like I, and I never did. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a Pitbull guy, you know. Yeah. But I've grown as I got older. Like I love all dogs. They're all beautiful in their own ways, just like humans, man. Everybody has their own uncommon totally. trait about them that totally. makes them them. And I think dogs are the same thing. So what is your favorite dog name you've ever heard of a dog that's not yours? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, uh, I like Ripkin, dude. Ripkin's actually a dope name. That's my, my um, name. Good answer. Um, I do though. Um, I love I, I love Beefy and Meaty. Rob Deerdeck. <laughs> I yeah, thought that yeah. was really cool. The little bulldogs. Uh, but um, you know, Mac is named after Mac Miller. For those mm-hmm. of you that didn't know. So I like I like meaning behind names. Like I like sports players. Totally. I mean, like, kind of a dog kind of gives insight into your soul, dude. Like it gives insight into your life. Like you know, Ripkin or like Mac. Like okay, I like Mac Miller. You know, what I mean, yeah. that's kind of your vibe. Or the Dodger, obviously, you're a Dodger fan. Yeah. You know, so I think it's kind of cool that dogs are you. Yeah, you know I mean. Or what's the cool thing in I Love You, Man, where he has, like, that theory that dogs look like their owners? Uh, the, the guy who uh, yeah. who ran Egypt. Um, I, for, well, I, I forgot the name. Yeah. But, oh, my god. But gosh. he has that like theory. Yeah, where <laughs> dogs look like their owners. And um, I've had a lot of people be like, dude, if you were a dog, you'd be Mac. And I'm like, like a little crackhead, you know, running around. And uh, But I would totally yeah. be Ripken, for sure. Yeah, I would totally And that's Ripken. so funny, because when I see people and their dogs, I'm like, like, Lauren looks like a husky like person she doesn't look like a husky but like she looks like she would own a husky totally. like do you totally. know what i mean but the like you know some of their dogs i can't see and then when she got you know her new one i was like wow like totally that that's you you know what i mean totally that's like uh so inside to like my family yeah we've got ripkin mm-hmm. named after cal ripkin jr and yep. we have uh gibby named after Kirk gibson <laughs> like you know what i mean like Oh, do you like baseball or yeah exactly. <laughs> oh you're jagging a mission state and yeah Kirk gibson out of a bar yes that happened no shit. I, no. Ne- I never heard that story. No. Oh, it's a great one. That's, that's, for, that's for another I'll podcast. Have him, I'll have to have him tell you. That. That's awesome. But like, dude, there's like a couple of names, like Lauren's other dog, Capone. Yeah. Big, 140 <laughs> I can do his face. He's like, like Lab, Rhodesian Ridgeback, big ass dog yeah. named Capone. He looks like he'd be named You Capone. guys have huge dogs. For sure. For sure. The great name, she, uh, Gibby but, is. But like my, uh, my sister's dog is this uh, bulldog. His name's Boomski. Boomski, yeah. His name Boom. Yeah. Just you look at him like, dude, you look like a boom for Boom-ski. sure. <laughs> yeah. Like he runs just like a ball of like fat and muscle. I just love like, that. You look like a bowling ball. You look like your name should be Boom. And I it, love it's that. It's perfect. And it's like, oh god, he's he's so great. And he's one of those dogs. It's like he's one of those dogs that I think he when he was a puppy. Yeah. He was like arguably one of the cutest puppies ever. And then it was like as he went through like the like the older puppy stages it's like same thing like ripkin did this and not gibby gibby's always been adorable but like ripkin <laughs> was like when he was puppy adorable and then it was like two or three years like you're chewing shit up yeah i and hate you're you not sometimes just yeah it's like him he was like 
he would like come over or anytime I come over he would bark at me and then like lick my sweaty toes and then like be weird and then as he gets older it's like dude you're so cute and like yeah. ripping like dude you're so freaking cute and yeah. you're 14 years old I mean I loved I mean look at how Mac is laying right now yeah I wish I could show you guys I like how dogs sleep is a whole other podcast probably like how are you how are you comfortable your neck is this way you're up in the air it's like you just got knocked out Callie's just old staring at me. Doesn't know uh-huh. what I'm saying. She's probably deaf, but she I sings, love her. She's saying something else. She's actually not. Oh, I think she here. hallucinates, dude. Honestly, God. I think she sees spirits. Uh, probably. Look at her. That's what Ricky Bart. But I love sure. her. But um, that was a really fun episode. We got a little deep. We got a little fun. Um, talked about your circle, your furry friends, all that. It's all important. You need support. You're not going through it alone. And here at the Uncommons, we're here for you. Mic drop. Boom. Boom. Thanks for listening.